Hello and welcome to episode seven of Great Iron Entertainment, the podcast where we talk about football and football only. I'm Omar. And I'm Mo. And today we're going to be talking about the Auburn recruiting trail. Auburn's been doing a lot of stuff in the transfer portal and on recruiting and Harsh has been doing great. So we're going to be talking about the recruits that are being brought in at this moment. We're also going to talk about Steve Sarkeesian's new contract, Texas coach. We're going to talk about how much that's worth. And then we're going to talk about ESPN plus coming out with an article today, ranking the top quarterbacks of the two thousands. We're going to, you want to, we're going to reveal the top 15 and tell you what we think, who should be where, who's too high and who's too low. Then we're going to talk about Michigan head coach, Jim Harbaugh, Bringing a new staff, is that going to cause a disconnect or was that because of the disconnect? We'll, have, we'll see what we have to, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit because we really don't know what's going on with Harbaugh and, and this is pretty much like his last year, but we're going to be talking about that. And then we're going to talk about a new bill being introduced that could allow for college athletes to get some endorsement deals, which would be great for us because we could use a new college football game. Uh, yes. Then speaking of uh, the new college football game, we're going to talk about a team that does not want to be in the game, decided not to be until these regulations are actually passed. We're going to talk about the most underrated team going into the Big 12. And then we're going to have our predictions for LSU this week. All right, Mo, how are you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. I can't complain. There's been a lot going on. Uh, college and uh, NFL, NFL mostly. Uh, it's been a, It's been a crazy... Uh, week is so far crazy off season, uh, but yeah, let's just get started with Auburn. You, you know, uh, we started uh, signing day at like thirty eight. Now we're yeah. in the, we're back in the top twenty. Uh, we got uh, we got uh, West Virginia transfer Deshaun Miller. We're getting a couple offense. We're getting an offensive lineman in Thomas Kirkham, which is like this is pretty much like depth. And I love what I'm seeing right now with getting positions of need. And we're going to go line, which is good. Which is I'm happy about because we haven't gotten O-line in I don't know how long, and they have not been developed properly. Exactly. We're also, also going to talk about, man, like we're looking at Big Cat, right? And we saw the situation that happened with him at Tennessee. Do you think he could be coming back to Auburn? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, after seeing what's going on at Tennessee, which is like a, a complete dumpster fire. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back, but I feel like he's just really overrated. I feel like everyone – thought his senior year would be the year he'd have his like like he'd be that'd be his breakout year but like he was uh, like injured most of the season and he just didn't he was just under he just didn't play to his standard so I feel like I mean I would just add like bring him back for the experience and for the depth like because I feel like we have way better linebackers than him well, actually, uh, speaking of depth, you know, getting Dylan Brooks to sign his letter of intent to Auburn and getting out of his NLI in the first place from Tennessee, that was a very big thing for us. Oh, that was we huge. didn't have because we didn't have Big Cat. We were very, very weak on the defensive end side of well, we had no depth at all until we got Dylan Brooks. And now with Big Cat, like I would actually appreciate the seniority and the depth there. He could teach the young guys. Uh, I, I can also see maybe Big Cat going back, going to UCF to play with Gus. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, could be right. a possibility. Yeah. But, like, why would – but to me, like, the question is, why would you want to go from playing top level in the SEC to going down to the AAC? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I mean, I mean, he probably, like, loves Gus as a coach. So, like, maybe he'd want to play with him. I don't yeah. know. For me, when you play on the bigger stage, dude, you have more eyes on you. There's more prospects. You're playing at a more well-known school. No offense to UCF, but to play at a school like Auburn where you're playing in the toughest conference in all of college football, 
your best chance of going to the NFL is being is playing in the SEC, to be honest with you. Exactly. But if Big Cat doesn't come back, I'm not going to be opposed to it. I mean, I wouldn't mind him just coming back for the depth, like you said, and the experience. Like for me, being that senior on the line, really, you know, just to sh- have that, you know, that experience there. You know what I mean? Like to have someone there that has experience that's played in the SEC to teach the young guys. I would want that. But if he doesn't come back, I don't think I wouldn't be opposed to it. Dude, our defense is gonna have it's gonna be a huge improvement next year. I, I feel. I feel like the pass rush is gonna be a lot better. I mean, and the run. Derek the Mason, rush, man, getting this recruits. Yeah, Derek Mason doing his thing. We're happy for him. I love what Harson's doing right now. So far, so good on the Auburn recruiting trail. We're number twenty. For us to be from 37, 38 to twenty, I am so happy to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, I love what I'm seeing right now, and I'm already seeing improvements. I'm seeing. Uh, players happier and uh, and i'm i'm happy for them yeah and the players love the coaching staff too yeah exactly i mean getting cadillac williams back and zach etheridge joining like two auburn goats pretty much like i'm so happy that they're there to teach the young guys and this shows like the love that runs in auburn you know that we're always family no matter what you know zach etheridge hasn't played for auburn since 2010 you know so i got was a beast him coming back from a neck injury and now as a coach, like you just know the love is there. You know what I mean? Like the Auburn love, it's just different, you know, it's just yeah. so different. So moving on from that, really great to hear about Auburn's recruiting thus far this offseason. We're going to talk about Texas approving Steve Sarkeesian's new contract worth $34.2 million. I've seen this before. I've seen a coach get overpaid and then they, they, they don't do well you know, with high expectations. Mo, I want to get your thoughts on this contract signed by having this contract approved. What do you think of them giving this contract to Sark? Do you think he's actually going to make an improvement to Texas? This move is either going to be really, really good or really, really bad. Like, there's no middle. It's either going to go really good or really bad. Like, I I can't really tell what's going to happen. Like, well, you know what, Texas, they're very hit or miss. They're very unpredictable, you know? Um, they, like one year they're having, they, like one year they have a really good season. The other, they just completely fall off. That's the thing. Reminds so like, yeah. you really uh, like don't know what's going to happen. Like I know Sark is a good coach, but like, I, I don't know. I can't, I, it's too early to tell, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's too, it's too early for me. Like I, I know, like I'm looking at this, like Texas overpaid for how many years Tom is it, Herman. you know? Yeah, it's a six-year contract. Oof, jeez, that's a huge contract. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big contract. So it's only. I mean, I don't know. Why would you? I mean, I, I wouldn't pay him that much, honestly. Because his his starting salary will be five point two million, and then it'll end at six point two his final year. Wow. Um, and they also remember they they also owe uh, Tom Herman. They owed him more than fifteen million on his guaranteed contract, like fifteen million dollars. Man, and Tom Herman is one of the most overrated coaches I've ever seen. Like, did he find a job? I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up with uh, with Tom Herman right now. I think he's probably taking a seat back. But I, I'm not like with Texas. I'm so conflicted. Like they want to. Like one year I'm like, okay, you know what? Like Texas gets his impressive win. It looks pretty good, and they end up going six and six. But we saw 2018 how good they did, and then 2019 what happened. You know, yeah, it's just way. It's just like with me, Texas always finds a way to. They're under, never consistent. They're they're just they're, they just don't play to expectations. They play way below expectations. Uh, like I just don't, 
I, I hope that Sark can turn it around because I actually like Sark. He was about to be Auburn's head coach because Auburn was talking to him. But I, I really do hope with this that Texas can actually come back and dude, I feel like Texas, they're they're the Auburn of the Big 12. I can I can see that too, because we always come in with big expectations as well. We come in, yeah, like, exactly. We 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 win an impressive game, right? Right. I remember in 2018, we played Washington and they were a top 10 team and we beat them. Yeah. What happened the rest of the year? The terrible. Blown. blown. We blew a game against LSU. We went to Starkville and we got destroyed. We lost to Tennessee at home. Yeah. We lost to Tennessee at home. We lost to who else did we lose to? Uh, We lost to Georgia for the upteenth time and we lost to Alabama. Like the whole thing was just a disaster. And it should have been a good year for Auburn. We should have gone. Dude, I honestly thought they were going to, they were a playoff contender. Maybe like, like. Every mostly everyone was coming back. Jared, Jared Stidham, Stidham came, back. came back, and 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 it's not on Jared Stidham anyway. Yeah, it's the, the O line. I blame the O line. The O line was so bad. Uh, honestly, dude, 20, 2018 and this year is the like the worst O line I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, for Auburn, it's like watching the Texans offensive line out there. How bad they are. For real. Oh, but. But yeah, we really do hope Stark can turn it around. I mean, I I would I just like to see him succeed because he's come, he's been through a lot since USC, and you know he had uh, he went to AA for uh, you know because he's drinking a lot, and he's able to come back. You know, he had, he did great at, at Alabama, and I hope he can do well at Texas too. You know, it'd just be nice to see him do well. So really happy for him. He got his money, which is I'm happy for everyone that gets their money. So good good on him to get paid and yeah we hope to see great things out of him in texas all right uh next we're going to talk about espn plus came out with a article ranking the top quarterbacks of the 2000s uh we're going to be talking about the top 15 uh mo i'm gonna start do you want to start from 15 to 10 or do you want me to just read off every name or how do you Uh, i'll i'll start from 15 to 10 you could go from 10 to 5 and then we could just go together from uh, four to one. Okay. Like that. All right. Four to one. We ended off with, okay. So, okay. so 10 to five, uh, we have RG three at 10. We have Marcus Mariota at nine. Okay. We have a con- kind of controversial one, Lamar Jackson at eight. Okay. Kyler Murray at seven. Deshaun Watson at six. Mm-hmm. And then five, Joe Burrow. All right. So with the top with 15 to, uh, to 10 to 11, uh, Sam Bradford, 15, Kellen Moore, 14, uh, Sam, Sam Bradford won the Heisman, 13, Johnny Menzel, which oh, I, I so was bad. ecstatic. So, and then, so, and, so and, and, and this one makes me even more mad, bro. They put Colt McCoy over Johnny Menzel. Oh God. Like and I get, I, I get Colt McCoy was a really good QB, but you, you cannot put him over Johnny Menzel. Exactly. And then they have Trevor Lawrence at 11. I thought Trevor had, uh, he, he was great from the beginning, to be honest with you. He went in, and he did so good at Clemson his freshman year. Dude, how do you not put Johnny Menzel at least top 10? I, I kind of I kind of put him – I put him at, like, 7 or 6. Honestly, where's the where's the respect for Mariota? They put him at 9. Yeah, man, that's – I didn't appreciate that at all. Did you see his year in 2014? For real. He was amazing. How do you put Lamar over Marcus Mariota? I don't know. I to me, Mariota is 
was hands down that year, 2014, when he won the Heisman. He was the best. He was so good in college. He was amazing. Too bad they didn't win it out of here. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, let's read off the, t- the four. So I'll start with four. You can go three, then I go two, and you go one. So All number right. four is Tim Tebow. Oh, God, so bad. Such a bad, so low. He is top three. He's a top three college QB of all time. Tim Tebow is probably like he's he is top three of all time. I don't know why they put him at four. Like to me, like yeah, Vince had, and which is number three. He had before before that. Do you want to talk about Joe Burrow? Do you agree with him at five? Uh I see Deshaun at six. Deshaun Watson was so good in college. No, Joe Burrow was better than Deshaun Watson in college. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, Deshaun- I love Deshaun Watson, but you cannot – Joe Burrow season was – Oh, that was one of my favorite seasons to watch, to be honest with you. I enjoyed watching Joe Burrow. Matt, he took that hit at UCF in that bowl game, and then yeah. all of a sudden, everything changed. You know? Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm – if, as long as Joe Burrow's top five, I'm good. Uh, so number three is Vince Young. Vince Young uh, had one of the best performances in a game. He played in one of the best games that I've and ever he, watched. He, he, he made one of the greatest college football plays of all time. Exactly. So I'm with him at three. To me, like I, 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 I respect Vince Young a lot. Like I wish his NFL career ended up being a lot better than expected. But I don't know about him at three. I'm not really feeling him at I, three. Okay, let's finish this list, and then I'll give you my ranking. All right, give us number two. Number two is Cam. Okay, Cam is our guy. Yes. Cam, Cam came to Auburn. Well, first, okay, let's start from the beginning. He was at Florida, got kicked out. He went to junior college. And then he came to Auburn and had one of the best he seasons dude, for one year as a quarterback. He literally made, like, an eight and four program into a national championship. Like he carried us to the natty. He carried us like all the way. Okay. Uh, Do you want to tell number one? Oh God. Okay. Number one is Baker Mayfield. Look, I, I'm not going to lie. When I saw Baker at one, (laughs) I was like, why? (laughs) I know. Same. Everyone, dude, bro, you need to see this for replies. Oh my God. Everyone is pissed. So, oh my goodness. I like Baker a lot. What? Why would you put Baker at one? He's not the greatest college football QB of all time. I agree with that. He, how is he of the 2000s? Yeah. He's not the best of the 2000s. He's not top five. He's, I'd probably put him at like, like seven at the yeah. highest. Yeah, me too. Actually, I was about to say seven. I'd actually put him at seven. But so, so what would, let me ask you. What would your top five look like? Okay, here's my top five. I put Joe Burrow five. Okay. I put Vince Young four. Then, uh, oof. I mean, I don't know. Here, this is my top three. I put Vince Young three, Tim Tebow two, and I, I'm sorry, I'm about to put my boy Cam at one. What do you think? I I feel like you're disrespecting Mariota just a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, now I'll put Mariota four. Mariota four. Okay. Okay. Um. You, so, wait, 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 you put Mariota over Vince Young? 
Um, I would do Burrow five, Mariota four, um, Vince three. See, see now ranking one and two is difficult to me. Like Dude, we all know, uh, Cam and Tim Tebow are the greatest cultural QBs. Of all. Like Cam and Tim Tebow are one and two. I, I will say that right now. Here's Cam- the thing. Here's the thing about these two QBs. They're literally they literally made their team. Like imagine. Florida without Tim Tebow, there'd be nothing. Imagine Auburn without Cam, there'd be nothing. Exactly. Without without Cam, there's no Natty. Imagine if Cam came back for one more year. They'd yeah, probably dude, run it back. Dude, like they were so valuable. It's crazy. But uh, but yeah, like like Cam and Tebow have to be one and two and three. I could put Vince. I don't. I'm not opposed. But here's, to here's the thing: Who would you put on one? Cam or Tim Tebow? Oh, so I'm sorry. Like my bias, like I think Cam is a better athlete. He's a better thrower than Tebow. Uh, Cam was number one overall pick in one year at Auburn. He won the Heisman and the Natty in one year, and he came into a situation where it's a first year, well, second year offense. But he didn't know nothing. And you know, we saw we saw how Auburn played against South Carolina and Clemson. And we know that the offense wasn't really like, they, they didn't get it down yet at that point. But yeah. once they got to five and zero, oh, they were like, okay, we're feeling ourselves. And Cam would make these unbelievable runs. I think Cam is definitely number one, like over Tim Tebow. And, and Tim Tebow is a great quarterback. I, I loved his drive, his enthusiasm. Like, I, li- I loved his his post-game speech when they lost to yeah. Ole Miss. It's one of the most iconic speeches of college football, like of all time. It's look, one of the most did, look what they did after that. And they won the Natty. They went to the SEC championship. They didn't lose a game sent, and they won the national championship. Tim Tebow is a two-time national champion, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, and I mean, and he was a first round pick and I'm not going to bash his NFL career. No, we're not talking about NFL because NFL, but, but, but Tim Tebow, what he, he was just an inspiration all around, dude. True. But Cam, Cam one, Tebow two, Vince three, Mariota four, Joe five. I agree. What about Johnny Manziel? Where would you put him? Oh my God. Okay, bro. The Johnny Manziel disrespect. is dude, How the hell do you put him? Not even top 10. Honestly, bro, if, if I'm gonna be completely real with you, I'm a, I, I put him over RG three. I would too. I think like RG three was great in college, but dude, I think Johnny Manziel was better than RG three. Johnny Manziel was just such an entertaining player to watch. Bro, did you see that bowl game when they were down against Duke and they came back? Exactly. And and no disrespect to RG three. Oh, and by bro. the way, that a dude that the like 2013 a was so bad. Like their defense. So bad. Yeah, but I will say this though: like Menzel deserves to be top ten. Exactly. Take, take RG three out and put Menzel there. Bro, him and Mike Evans. Oh my god. The duo, bro. The one of the best wide receiver, quarterback wide receiver duos, like I've I've ever seen. But yeah, you move Menzel from thirteen, and you put him at ten, and then RG three, you can put him at like oh. No, I put him honestly. I put him at eight. I put Lamar, I put RG310, then Lamar 9, then Mario to 8, then Manziel 7, and then the rest goes. The rest goes the way it goes. I mean, for me, I would, I would just replace. Actually, would you put Manziel over Deshaun Watson? No. No. 
Why? Look, Deshaun Watson, one year, he tours ACL. The next year, he comes back and has a great season. And then he goes, well, the next year he goes back, he comes back. They went to the Natty, lost to Alabama. And then his last year there. Dude, do you know the only reason why they lost that game? Because the onside kick. If that onside kick didn't happen, Clemson would have won. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. But no, look, look. So you put, so since I put Mariota at, at four, right? Like Baker, where where would I put Baker? I mean, to me, I would put Menzel nine, Menzel ten, and then Baker nine, and then the the rest stays the way it is. Um, and then like with Mariota in my top five, like you move RG three to like eleven or twelve. That's what I would do. I I, I enjoy Menzel had no defense. Um, I thought his Heisman year was so good. If they just had a defense, man. And he's the only freshman to win the Heisman. Exactly. He's, he's so, I mean. Dude, that 2012 season. Oh, my God. I, I wish I wish we could, like, have, like, a rundown, like, we put in the description where we put, like, our top 10 or, like, in the comments where we put, like, our top 10 rankings of the uh, – which we can do. We could probably go in the comments and we can put, like, my top 10 and your top 10. We could probably yeah. do that at the end of the video when we when we start to, like, edit it. But, yeah, like, this, this list, like – I when I saw Manziel at thirteen, I'm like, why do you put Manziel at thirteen? Why? And then, and then and then you just see Baker Mayfield at one, and they're like, oh, I'm done with this list, bro. No, bro, I, I, dude, I, I've said this once. I'm gonna say it again. This is why ESPN articles are the worst. They know nothing about football. They're yeah. so dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this? Who is this guy? Bill Connolly, bro. You need to get fired, man. Honestly, you are so dumb. I feel like I feel like ESPN does it on purpose to make list controversials. Like they make it like this, so uh, to get like more views. They make it people more mad. I, I wouldn't be surprised because this is like, a joke. There's they just no want to get a reaction out of people. Like that's it. There's no way you put Baker Mayfield over Cam, Vince Young, and Tim Tebow. Bro, you can't put Baker over. Like, no offense, Baker is so good, but no, come on. Anyway. Let's let's move on because we're spending way too much time on this. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh says bringing in new staff is not due to a disconnect. Now, I feel like right now at this point in Harbaugh's, he's been he's been there, and so far, what's been going on? He lost to Ohio State. He he always loses to Ohio State. I think has he even been them once in his like while he's coached at Michigan? I don't think so. And to me, like when Harbaugh came from the Niners, I really thought that, oh, dang, like they got something real. Because, bro, we saw what he did in San Francisco. We saw that run. I watched that team on a Super Bowl. Me too. So with with me, like Harbaugh's kind of getting desperate. Like this, this has to be his last year if he doesn't make it far. Yeah, exactly. I think if it wasn't for a pandemic year, he would if if this last year was not a pandemic year, he'll probably be fired. To be honest with you, exactly. And they get recruits too. Like I don't know why they just underperform every year. I think I think it's development, bro. Like I'm reading this article right now. Um, he didn't. He said he didn't find a disconnect, but I feel like he's just getting desperate at this point. I just feel like okay, I'm at Michigan. This should be the year – I should right now, year three, right? Year three at Michigan should be, okay, 
we've won a Big Ten championship. Uh, we've made the playoff at least one time. We we haven't lost to Ohio State for like the upteenth time. Like like we what's been going on with with uh, the with Michigan, bro? Like the, okay, first off, they can't even get a quarterback. Their defense yeah. is always great. Like their defense is always so oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But their quarterback is awful. The play is bad. The run game is not even that good either. It's non-existent. But it's just like whenever they play good teams, they get destroyed. Which is not great for Michigan. Like, I don't know yeah. what's been going on with them. Like, I, like, bro, like, like it says right here, he cited his desire to make improvements to everything for hiring six new assistants, including a new DC. Like, what was wrong? What's wrong with the other DC? Like, to me, I just feel like at this point, ever since Harbaugh left San Francisco, it's just been downhill. Exactly. And I wish he stayed in San Francisco. I wish he stayed in the NFL at least. And because I feel like there, like he, he was doing so good. And he, for a first year coach to come in and do all that, it's crazy. But Michigan went two and four. And he needs to, right now, this has to be the year where they turn things around. There has to be a year where they're like, okay, we went 10 and two, or like we went 11 and one. Okay, we can't. You can't yeah. go. You can't go eight and four. You can't go seven and five. You can't go. You can't do any worse than that. Okay. Oh yeah. So nine, ten wins. If Michigan wins ten games, like fans will be fine. They won't be. They won't be mad. Dude, it's just like the last time they beat Ohio State. First off, he wasn't even the coach. Second, Denard Robertson was their QB. Like it's, that's how long it was, and like. I know it's a good rivalry, like historic. It's a historic rivalry, but like, I hate people who say that Iron Bowl or it's better than the Iron Bowl because it's not. The Iron Bowl is way better than because at least Auburn wins some games against Alabama. At least it's not one sided like Michigan and Ohio State. The last time Michigan won against Ohio State was in 2011, and what happened in 2011? They lost their coach. They had a bunch of allegations. There were a bunch of allegations against Ohio State at the time. They had an interim coach because the uh, Jim Trestle uh, left or he either got fired or he retired. But regardless, they were hit with allegations and Ohio State went six and six that year. Exactly. So they they really haven't beaten them when they were at their full strength. They haven't beaten them like at top notch when Ohio State is destroying everybody. So to me, like this is more like a desperation shot. It's not like a disconnect. I just feel like Harbaugh is getting desperate at this point because Michigan paid him a lot of money, and it's kind of like the thing with Gus where we paid him seven million a year and we're not, we're only mediocre. This is the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Same, same thing. Right. All right. So moving on. A new, a new bill has been introduced by Senator Jerry Moran from Kansas. This bill would okay endorsements for college athletes. And I am 110% on board with this because college yeah. athletes need to get paid right now. Dude, like, God, it's hilarious. It's so greedy. It's insane. Like, I, athlete, like, I've always thought from day one, pay the athletes. They deserve to be paid. Like, Look, the university is making so much money off these athletes, like ticket sales and exactly. autographs that are free. They don't they don't get paid for the autographs. It's free. Exactly. What what are the players gaining for that? You know what I'm saying? So it's just all about the money. Like that's the only reason why they haven't done this. It's just because of money. 
like imagine imagine the endorsement like imagine what this could do to an athlete if they don't make the nfl they can make money off their likeliness like they could market themselves in college and have money like that and they don't you know what's crazy they don't have to pay them a lot just pay them like in some way yeah so um i'm i'm seeing like i'm reading more about the bill um pretty much what this would do um like it would there would be some restrictions to the deals like it wouldn't be like you can sign any deal, which, which makes sense. Like you shouldn't be able to sign any deal. Like I wouldn't want my athlete, uh, have an endorsement with like a marijuana medusal company. I would wouldn't they be, want that. I have a question. Would they be able to have agents before, like while they're in college? If the bill is passed, athletes will be able to hire representation and sign endorsement deals. Now the athletes would not be allowed to endorse products during or immediately before and after team events. So this probably has to be done. Like in the off season or something. Well, that's okay. So also athletes would be required to report all endorsement contracts to their school within a week of signing them. And recruits would need to provide their future school with copies of any endorsement deals that they signed before starting college. So even when you're in high school, you can get endorsement deals. Dang. So this is like, if, if this bill passes, this is a win for the players, which they deserve. Yeah. Wait, if they pass this, when would it go like effect in effect? I think it just varies. Um, oh, wait, 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 I thought they already passed this. Like, they said they already agreed to this. I think that they, uh, I think California did. California did do this. They I'm agreed sure, to like, the NCAA agreed to like, like, like they agreed to the bill. No, well, not the NCAA agreed to it. I mean, I think. It, I think they don't want to pay the players, to be honest with you. They don't. Okay. Mark Emmerich does not want to play the players. All right. He he doesn't. He he doesn't he doesn't care. The NCAA president doesn't care. But I think right now, um, he's kind of had a, a change of heart because he saw Cal- no Mo, it's California that passed the bill in 2019. Now what that didn't more than one state pass it. Yeah, five other states have have passed laws like that too. So this bill is for like every, like the entire country. Yeah. So it also says deferred states law are scheduled to go into effect as soon as July 1st of this year. A spokesman from Moran's office said the senator is hopeful that Congress can pass federal legislation before the state law starts to go into effect. But this is a state law. It's not like if it goes into effect July 1st, it's a state law. But if he can find a way to pass federal legislation, that means everybody can get paid. So, come on, play the players. Let's yeah. get a new NCAA college football game. Oh, we are getting one. Just, like, get one with, like, this. Yeah. Let's get the game. I, like, and, and we can talk about why they – how they should have handled it for another show. But we didn't really have enough time because we're kind of – we've ranted a lot about the top quarterbacks of the 2000s. But moving on to other news. Speaking of the college football game that's coming up, Notre Dame is not going to be in the game. Uh, Northwestern also said today that they're not going to be in the game either. Mo, I want to get your thoughts on oh, Northwestern Dame. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they decided that they don't want to be in the game until the NLIs and all that stuff have been. Why are like the teams doing this? I don't think they want to get in trouble, but to me, it's like it's fine. Like, what do you have to lose? Like to me, like with Notre Dame saying no. 
I don't really care that they said no. I guess because I'm not a Notre Dame fan, that's why I'm saying. If I was like an Albright, well, let's say like Auburn, right? They decided that they don't want to be in the game. I'll be pretty mad. And I know you'd be mad yeah. too. Yeah. So, um, Mo, what are your thoughts on this? Like Notre Dame doesn't want to be in a Northwestern. I think there's other schools, but I'm not really sure. Like, what do you think of this? Like of them backing out of being in the game? Well, I mean, I don't really know the reason why, but like, I guess because they're not getting money from it. Like, are, the, are the teams getting paid by, like, the license to be in the game? I really don't know if they are, to be honest with you. It's kind of difficult to say. Like, I, I wish I knew more about what that would mean. But I don't know. I don't know why they, like, what would happen. But they, like, they don't want to be in it until the NIL rules are finalized. So they're not going to provide their logo, their name, and their branding property to EA Sports just yet. I just hope like this doesn't keep happening. I just hope like 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 less teams don't do this because like kind of suck just having a limited amount of teams in the game. Someone will probably make like a team builder in Notre Dame, but it's gonna look like pretty bad to be honest with you. Why? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, unless the fan art is good, because there's team builder, so you can yeah. build, you can build Notre Dame. Yeah, you, don't exactly. re- you don't really, you don't really need. You can put in the roster. I mean, it's not really that for someone. I mean, we've been what, bro? The game Intel Blaze been out since 2013, and people are still updating rosters to this day. Ever since the game has been discontinued. Bro, that's how passionate the fans are. So I don't think it'll be that difficult for some Notre Dame fans to get together and try to build a Notre Dame type team and team builder. So it's it, it's it's whatever with me. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think I think like. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I really do think NIL deals will pass before this game is out. If the game is going to come on, what, 2023? Is that what they're saying? Yeah, like around 2022, 2023. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bill should be passed by then. It's, that's a long time, by the way. So I don't care. I'd rather have, like, a good game than a rush game. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. But uh, to me, like, I don't really know. Like, I know they want to be – they want to wait – I just don't see why you should wait. Just, just put yourself in the game. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure EA has to pay you to be in the game anyway. Dude, I swear. If this college game has anything to do with Madden, I'm going to be pissed. If this game is ruined and it's like, the same thing. Nothing like nothing from Madden should be included in this. I will, I will say this right now on February 26, 2021. If EA screws this game up, like they screwed up Madden, I will hate EA forever, and I will not buy another EA game. I will never forgive them. I will not, because if you th- that's my childhood right there, bro. Like, for real, like, NCAA football was one of the best games I've ever played. I swear, if they mess this game up, they need to file for bankruptcy, honestly. I agree. I can give it to someone else that like, can actually make the game. You literally play. can't mess it up. Like, people have given their wish list. Just take it from there, and, like, boom. Listen to the community. We're gonna go back in time when this game, when the game just comes out, and we're gonna see it like what we think now. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, Notre Dame not being in the game, I don't know. Um, I guess they want to wait and see what happens, which I think I think the Bills will be passed. So like all the teams will probably be in it by then. Like it's gonna take that long for the game to be made, which I it's gonna take a while. So yeah, Move, moving on. Mo, we're gonna talk about. So last week we talked about who we thought was our most underrated SEC team. 
This week, we're going to talk about who our most underrated Big 12 team is. And I will start off. So the Big 12 is kind of like that. It's just like that, that conference where Oklahoma just dominates every year. I just feel like he's Oklahoma and that's it. Yeah. I really see like the other teams as like superior because Oklahoma has been making the college football playoff. Dude, like, remember in like 2007 and six, like the Big 12 was the best conference. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Texas Tech were amazing. Texas was amazing. West Virginia um, was amazing. Yeah. Oklahoma. So many great teams. So many great teams. Uh, I mean, Sam Bradford won the Heisman when he was so. I mean, yeah, they, they were amazing. They were great in the early to late to the mid mid to late 2000, 2000s. So, yeah, like, that's what I would like. It's just a crazy how things have shifted since then. From them it's crazy, being, like how fast college football moves, honestly. Yeah, like new offenses, new everything, like players, like athletes get better, and it's just amazing. This game is just so amazing. So I'm gonna start off by saying I think the most underrated team going into 2021 from the Big 12 is West Virginia. They have a head coach that me and Mo are kind of familiar with. Uh, I am uh, Neil Brown, he coached at Troy, so that's like an hour 45 away from where we used to live in Birmingham, where I used to live in Birmingham. And I like him a lot. Uh, actually, fun fact here. My brother actually played with the punter that's there currently. I actually did play with him. Really? Yes. Yes. 110%. Yeah. Yeah. He played with, uh, he played with them. He went from, so he pretty much followed the coach to Morgantown. So. Yeah, that's cool. I know that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, West Virginia, they went six and four last season. They beat army in the Liberty bowl. They haven't, they haven't won a bowl game before this bowl game win. They haven't won one since 2015. I think, I think for like year two for Neil Brown, it's pretty good. It's like, it's, it's like when you go six and four, it's like you went eight and four with the non-conference games. They probably win those games to be honest with you. So it's pretty much like going eight and four. Um, the offense is coming back. They have a, a thousand yard rusher that's coming back. Four of their top five, uh, top five wide receivers are coming back. Oh, um, they led the Big 12 in fewest points and yards per play allowed. Um, but they have great safeties, great linebackers. Um, they play Texas, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State at home. Um, but they played Kansas State, Baylor, TCO on the road. But I really like West Virginia. I like Neil Brown. I like what he brings to the table. I like how the offense is coming back. Um, so, yeah, like West Virginia is going to be my underrated team. I can see them pull off a few upsets. Mo, who do you think is the most underrated team? Who is your uh, underrated team? I'm going to have to say West Virginia as well. Like, I, I liked what you said. Like, they have an experienced team coming back. They have a good coach. Like, uh, their defense is good. Their receivers are good. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled some upsets, you know? Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, when you play, you're playing Texas at home, which they can win, Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Like, Iowa State, like, if they can – I think they can upset a team or two, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. So, so I can see someone like that. I can see them playing spoiler in the Big 12 this year. Now, do I think they're going to win it? No, they're not going to win it. But I think they're going to put up a good fight. Man, so, I just missed one of West Virginia were so good. Me too. Me too. And Dana Holgerson was there too. And back then, Pat White, oh, great team. That's even in NCAA. So OP. So God, just run read option every play. You got to yep. tell fans. Yep. 
But uh, yeah, we'll see what West Virginia does. But that is our underrated team from the Big 12. And next week we'll talk about another conference. But that is our underrated team. Like, we don't want to talk about teams that are pretty obvious because, like, obviously, like, Oklahoma is the best because it's yeah. too obvious that they are. It's like SEC Alabama is the best. It's just way too obvious. So we want, we like to talk about the most underrated team because we like to we, – we mean Mo like to cheer for a good underdog considering that we're Auburn fans. And it's always nice to be Alabama when we play them. So there's that. So, Mo, let's get to our last topic of the, sec- of the uh, show, last segment. We're going to go through – Last week we went through uh, Florida. We're going to talk about an SEC West team. We're going to talk about LSU. We're going to go through their schedule one by one. And we'll, I'll start here with All week right. one. They're playing at UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Uh, they got, we talked about how LSU is bringing back a lot of pieces because you know how last year everyone pretty much left. Yeah. And like but, due to COVID, they couldn't really, I mean, I know COVID is an excuse, but like, they have a young team, you know. They fired Bo Pelini, finally. Good. That was very good. They got Derek Singley coming back. Miles Brennan should be improved. I hope he's improved. But the but thing is, they, they're going to have a young receiving core, you know. I think LSU case. uh LSU has uh, – they have this guy that – I forgot his name. We I mentioned him last week. But, I mean, Jamar Chase is gone and Marshall is gone, but they have this other third guy that's that could be next man up. And you know LSU, how they are with their receivers. They always have, like, phenomenal receivers. Yeah, you're right. Look through their history. Like, they've always have, they have great receivers. So, I'm not worried about a receiving core. I'm worried about the defense, though, because the defense was really, really bad last year. Yeah, and I'm kind of worried about the run game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, me too, because the run game wasn't really as great as it was. The offensive line was really bad, too, by the way. Like, it was not yeah. good. So let's go through this. Week one, they play at UCLA in Pasadena, playing against Chip Kelly, who is actually in his third year right now. I'm not a big fan of Chip Kelly, to be honest with you. He's not I good. was I was when he was at Oregon. Like, then he, he went so to the good. Eagles, then the trash. He didn't went to the Eagles, the trash. He went to the Niners, the trash. And now he's back at UCLA. So I mean to me. I'm gonna give LSU a win here in Sorry. Pasadena. I, I, I think, I think, but I think it'll be a good game. Uh, UCLA has this really good quarterback, um, and he's a junior right now, and he's really, really good. I just don't remember his name, but he's actually like a fun dual threat quarterback to watch. But I got, I got LSU winning. I just think that they're way too talented to lose this game. To be honest with you, I agree. I have LSU winning. All right, moving on. Week two, they're playing. At, they're playing against McNeese State. Week two, when, what do you got? One trials here. Uh, definitely, definitely. Week three, uh, we got they got Central Michigan at home. Mo, who you got? One trials here. All right, there are three and zero oh. now. Here's where it's gonna get very interesting. Week four, they're playing at Mississippi State in Starkville, Mississippi. Now, Mo, you've been at the stadium before. You know what it's like. But now, yeah. now because of COVID, there's probably not gonna be any fans, unfortunately, because COVID is still around. But man, dude, Mississippi State, man, they are crazy. They are. I actually enjoyed it. Like, it was loud, but, like, oh, man. I yeah, loved it. the fan base goes crazy. Davis um, Wade Stadium is a nice stadium. It is a very nice stadium. From what I've seen from images, I know if you've been there. But um, yeah. I want to ask you, like, are you a believer in Mike Leach? <sighs> I don't mm. – it's the second year. They're going to improve, definitely. But, like, I still don't think they're at, like – if you see the West now, they're they're like they're not as good as the other teams. Like 
at all. So I have a win for LSU. But um, this could be a close game. I think that Mississippi State, now that they got their recruiting class down, because Mike Leach came in a bit late, and COVID was still very, very new because we didn't really know much about it. So it was very difficult to recruit. Now he was able, he's able to get those recruits. He finished in the top 25. They finished at 24, I believe. So I'm going to go with LSU here. I, I'm not I, – I can't see LSU losing this game. They're going to get revenge. There's no way they're going to lose to Mississippi State back-to-back. I think, I think they're very angry. They, they're mad about the, how they lost 45-41 and also how LSU pretty much gave them false hope, but it was just all Bo Pelini being very, very bad. Yeah. So I'm going to go with LSU on this. Um, so we have Matt 4-0. We're moving on to week five. We have LSU playing our favorite team, Auburn. We already talked about Baton this. Rouge. Now, we did talk about this. We did talk about this um, during our Auburn predictions, um, which we did two weeks ago. I We all, both, me and Mo, agree that Auburn will not win here because Auburn has won it. I had Auburn winning. Oh, yeah, you had Auburn winning. I had them yeah. losing. Because have, you changed your, have you changed your mind at all? No, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Auburn hasn't won in Baton Rouge since I was three years old. So this is in 1999. We have not yeah. won there in over 20 years. I really thought 2019 would be the year where we actually would pull it off. And 2017. I thought we would pull it off back then too, but we didn't. It's not Gus is not there anymore, which gives me more hope that Auburn could win this game, but... And there's not going to be, a, like, a lot of fans. Not going to be any fans due to COVID. I still think to this day, 2019 was probably our best year to be LSU, and we couldn't do it. But I'm going to go here, and I'm going to say that we will... That LSU is going to win this game, so I still have LSU. I, 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 it's hard to pick LSU at home. It's hard to pick against them at home. Interesting, interesting. So do you still have Auburn winning against LSU? <sighs> I don't know. No. I just I just have hope, man. Like after seeing like this recruiting class and stuff, I have hope. Yeah. It makes me more um I'm not as worried as an Auburn fan like I was for the past exactly seven but years. LSU aren't as good as they were like two years ago. But we also smacked LSU at home last year, and they're pretty yeah. bad. So, but I'm still gonna pick LSU to win this game. I have LSU at five and zero. Very, very uh, interesting start for them. Now, I it'll probably go downhill soon. But I have LSU five and zero. Mo, I know you have them. You probably have them at four and one. You already made the Auburn predictions, so it's kind of yeah. like. So we're pretty much kind of we're just stuck out of that. All right, here we go. Going into week six at Kentucky. In Lexington. Oh. Mo, who do you have and why? Like, why do you think Kentucky can pull this off? I, I know I, I think that they can, but I want to get this. Gonna be a, this could be an upset alert. It's in Lexington. This is a trap game for sure. Yeah. Kroger Field. If this is a night game, bro. Oh. I just wish there were fans, though. Unfortunately, that won't happen just yet. But maybe you could. You never know. You always got to be optimistic. But – Man, so you got now. Now we know our boy Joey Gatewood's gonna be starting. Yeah, 
we know Kentucky is going to bring a lot of players back. This they brought a lot of players back for this year. But being the guy that I am, I'll also pick. I'm, uh, I'm picking LSU, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm picking LSU too. So I have LSU at undefeated 6 like, A part of me wants to pick Kentucky, but like I feel like LSU just, they're going to have the, the enough strength to pull through. Yeah. Now I will say, going back to the Auburn game, that Auburn could win this game. I'm not saying, but it's just hard to pick LSU at home. And plus they're mad. So I'm going to go. So uh, right now I have my 6-0. I have, I have LSU beating Kentucky. Now this is where it gets crazy. I have Florida beating LSU because – they are mad that Wilson decided to throw a cleat. Like, just, just, just fling the thing. He just flung the thing. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, if you don't do that, you'll win the freaking game. According to you, they're both going to be undefeated. Well, actually, no, Florida's going to lose because they have Alabama. So, this is going to be like a top, this is going to be like a top 15 matchup. Exactly. I agree. And I, I, I'm still, I'm riding with Florida on this. I, they are mad. They're getting the revenge. Same, I have Florida. So, and we already talked about this in the Florida schedule. Yeah, we did. We talked about this last week. Um, but yeah, like I have, we have Florida. I just think that I know they don't have Kyle Trask. I know they have Emory Jones, but I still think that their defense will be improved. Like they, they are mad about yeah. how everything ended for them and how they got embarrassed by Oklahoma. I, I really do have Florida winning this game. And they want the revenge in yeah. Baton Rouge. So pretty much LSU takes one in Florida. So Florida will take one in Baton Rouge. So that's going to be their first loss of the year. So I have them at 6-1. and one. We're going into the next week. They're going to Oxford. They're playing Ole Miss. I have LSU. Okay, you say you have LSU bouncing back in this game. I have LSU. Now, last year, LSU beat Ole Miss in Louisiana. I don't know if I'm a believer in – I like Lane Kiffin. I like like his – he's crazy. Their offense offense is like – they're coming back. Most of them are coming back. Their offensive line is also really, really good. It's what I wish Auburn offensive line was last year. It's just their defense is so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a shootout. Yeah, but I got an upset. Ooh, you have Ole Miss upsetting LSU. I have Ole Miss beating LSU. I and this is like like I said, like LSU is gonna start off strong, and then they're gonna slowly slowly deteriorate. Okay. This is where it starts. It starts at Florida. Now this is where it's going to start. It's going to be like an OT game or like a field goal. Like, well, last year it went to a field goal. Or didn't it go to OT last year? Yeah, it did. I can see I'm it ending. Sure it I think I can see it ending on a field goal. But I think Ole Miss actually gets their revenge. They want to prove that they're. Plus, have you seen their? Rec- I mean, LSU has a great recruiting class, but Ole Miss—they're doing great recruiting. Now they just fixed their defense, which they are doing that right now because they didn't recruit any defensive players. They recruit. They signed one defensive player last year. Ole Miss. Yeah. Wow, that is bad. So this year they signed a bunch. So I'm gonna go with Ole Miss picking up the upset in Oxford. Fans are gonna be crazy. 
I got Ole Miss. All right. What do you got? I have LSU. Oh, you have LSU? Okay. Yeah. Like, I feel like Ole Miss's defense, they're too young. Okay. Like, I have LSU, man. I okay. just don't see Ole Miss. That's okay. Winning. Now, LSU has a bye the next week, and then they go to Tuscaloosa. And like I said – This is a huge bye. This, this, is, this is where things go downhill. Now, LSU is going to lose to Alabama because I do have Alabama winning this game. I, I, I don't need yeah, to explain. Um, and the Brian Denny Stadium as well. Like, Forget about it. Forget about it. Arkansas next. You know what? I'm um, saying this is an upset. I have Arkansas winning. Oh, you have Arkansas winning? Uh, remember when we said, we talked – about Arkansas, how they could upset a few teams. I think LSU is one of them, honestly. I think LSU being up for me, like, they're on a three-game skid. Um, I can – I understand your – your what you're saying about Arkansas and yeah. how they can upset. And and I can – I can I can see your – you see what you're saying. But I don't think – I don't think LSU is going to lose this game. They're back home. They got to steer the ship. It's looking really, really bad right now. You lost three straight games. You got to steer the ship. You can't keep losing games. So I have LSU winning this game. I mean, uh, LSU are probably going to win this game, but like I have faith in Arkansas. I think they could. So you have, you have Arkansas with the upset? Yeah. Okay. All right. So pretty much. So I still have LSU at three L's. Moving on to. The next week, we have LSU playing Louisiana Monroe in LSU, Baton Rouge. Right. Moho, you got? Okay. You got LSU. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer, pretty much. Well, this is going to be an interesting game right here. So, so LSU, Texas A&M is a very interesting rivalry to me. I remember when they went to seven OTs, and uh, it was oh, yeah, the longest game right. I've ever watched. But I, I think that A&M – is very very talented. They're both teams are talented, by the way. Yeah, that this is, this is why I said it's gonna be an interesting game. I think I got AM winning this game. It's not an upset, it's like AM just wins. I, I have AM winning as well. I think AM is a lot better than LSU. I think like when you look at the SEC West this year, it's gonna be like Alabama, AM, and maybe Auburn. Yeah. And, and, like, Auburn is going to be that team that loses. That's why I said that Auburn's probably going to lose one of those games and LSU is one of those games that they're going to lose because, you know, Auburn, they always find a way to lose. But to me, I have, I have A&M winning. I think that they're way too talented to lose this game. I know they lost a lot of pieces on the offensive line. They lost Kellen Mond. But I think Jimbo will make the best out of a situation. They're mad that they didn't make the playoff. They're mad that they finished number five. They want to end the year off right. If uh, it's going to be between Alabama and AM this year, to be honest with you, this is what I can see. But uh, I have AM winning this game. I have AM winning as well. So pretty much I have LSU going eight and four. I have them going one, two, three, four. I love going eight and four as well. So you have them going eight and four, but you have them losing like different games. Yeah. So pretty much uh, what I said was so and so pretty much it's like reverse. Like I said that Ole Miss would be LSU. You said that LSU would be Ole Miss. But then I said that 
LSU would be Arkansas, but you said Arkansas will be LSU. Yeah. That's pretty much what we switched up. Yeah. So, okay. Eight and four. I, I think that's better than what, I mean, LSU pretty much where they go like five and five. So that's pretty much going like six and six. Yeah, exactly. So eight and four is improvement. It's not good, but it's improvement. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah, but like for Ed Ordron, what he coming out what two years after winning a natty, like it doesn't really bode well for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, but let's do an eight and four. And I, this is gonna be the end of the show. Mo, this was a fun show. I really yeah. enjoyed doing that. Ranking those top quarterbacks in the 2000s was very, very interesting. Yep. So um do you have anything else you want to say before you sign off? Uh no, I don't. All right. So get ready for two. No, I do, I do. Okay. Screw this delay for not paying athletes. <laughs> there. I agree with that. Well, well, pretty much that's it for episode seven. Thank you all for listening. This has been a fun episode for me and Mo to do. I really like when we, me and Mo go in depth in college, even though there's not really much to talk about. But I feel like with me and Mo, with our knowledge of college football, where there's so much that we can talk about and so many things that we can say. Yeah. Uh, also, this was a fun episode, episode seven in the books. Uh, tune in Tuesday, episode eight, oh, yeah. back on the NFL. Definitely. We have a lot of uh, rumors and news, like I said last Tuesday, about Russell Wilson's price. Trade rumors are starting to build up. So this is how – so I'm really excited for Tuesday, and I hope to see more news happen. Uh, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That will be in our description. Uh, please be patient with the Spotify and Apple Music. It's been a very – it's very struggling to put those two – like. Uh, I think I found a way to do it. I just have to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. So we can have all the episodes up. Um, so we're working on that and we're going to try and post more on social medias. I feel like we just have to be more engaging and reach the audience. And we're doing that slowly, but surely it's just me and Mo, like I have school and work and Mo has school. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like difficult. So like if news breaks at like 12 PM, it's kind of difficult to put that out there when we're both tied up. But yeah. we're going to try to do our best to make sure that we get the news to you guys. We're, really still like a new, we're still a new show. You know? we're, we're a new show and we're going to get better and better. We're just, I feel like our public speaking skills are getting better on the mic. I feel like we're getting more confident on the mic while we speak. Um, so we really do appreciate everyone for listening and taking the time and actually um, showing love to the videos. We're actually, we're really hoping to, uh, gain, grow our subscriber count our social medias are very important so we're going to try and be more engaging on that so uh, please follow us on instagram and twitter link in the description um thank you for listening my name is omar Namo. and we'll see you guys on tuesday